This is the Agape Project from the Office of Campus Ministry at Bellarmine University. Hi there. Welcome to the Agape Project. Here, we take a moment to listen to stories told by members of the Bellarmine community to learn about their worldview and its progression over their lifetime, spiritual practices, and their calling and purpose as they recognize it in their lives. We are a community of many faiths and no faiths, and the Campus Ministry Office provides support and accompaniment to all as they embark on their individual spiritual journeys. If you would like to share your own story on the Agape Project, please reach out to us at campusministry at bellarmine.edu. Agape is a Greek word for the highest form of love, one that embraces universal, selfless, unconditional care. You may hear us use language about God's agape love for humankind, but please know that we recognize that some listeners may not use God language within the context of their own worldview. So however you find this unconditional love, that is what we are describing. Your own understanding and language are absolutely valid. Now, let's enter the conversation, one member of our community, one human story. We hope you'll listen for examples of agape love in action. Do you want to just start about telling me about your faith background, um, your journey, uh, how you practice your faith now? Just yeah. Um, so I was, I grew up, I was raised uh, Christian evangelistic. So like growing up, I was always taught like Christianity was like, you know, the only like pathway to God and all that stuff. And um, since then I've learned that since like my best friend is Muslim and I have like a lot of friends that like aren't Christian, like there are separate things I've learned that I, sh- I like kind of like moved away from evangelism evangelism because I didn't like a lot of like the things that it kind of stood for and like I don't believe in like like I think like everybody's journey is their journey and whatever like they choose like or however like they choose to like um define God or like talk to God or like commune with God or like that relationship in anywhere if they don't want to have a relationship that's their business not mine so like my job is just to love everybody so that's kind of where I'm at right now but I'm also I strive to be Christ-like which is the original like I mean that's where like Christianity came from so I'm just trying to follow that path in those footsteps in in a way I'm trying to read the Bible and I haven't been to an actual church in a while because I've been trying to find my church but um, I still like to read the Bible on my own and I talk to my mom about it and all that stuff. That was a long answer, but yeah. No, that was perfect. That was awesome. So what are the most important values to you now you've adopted your faith? Um, kindness is like one of like a very important value to me. I try to, because I'm an introverted person, I'm very shy. And um, since like reading the Bible and all that stuff, like a value that I'm trying to like really like come into is like, I'm already, I know I'm a nice person, but just like kind of like showing that, like spreading that warmth to other people um is what I'm trying to do so just like I want to radiate happiness like from the inside out like with a smile even though you can't see my face like with a face mask on but like with a smile on my face and also just like patience and understanding because when reading the bible there's a lot of stuff that like at first glance I'm just like whoa okay I don't accept this like I don't what is going on but then like a lot of times I'll go back and I'll read it again I'm just like okay I understand like I'll look at something from a different like point of view so I think um, patience and understanding are also two of the other ones. 
that I value a lot. Do you have like um, like a role model in the faith that you look up to and has shaped your faith journey? My mom. My mom is Christian. I, she's still kind of evangelistic. I'm not sure too much about it, but um, I grew up like in church my whole life and all that stuff. But um, my mom is Christian. And for a long time, I just kind of rejected Christianity because I didn't like the way that I was brought up in it. And I thought like my parents were wrong for doing that. But then like, I've talked to my mom about it since then. And like, she's explained to me like, how like she didn't like believe in like a lot of the stuff that they were teaching too. And like how like it was just kind of like a bad idea of being at that church in the first place because the church ended up being very problematic. And we've actually, we will actually like sit down and talk about like Bible verses. Like maybe if, if there's something I don't understand or if like there's something like she can explain a lot better, she will. And it makes me like understand it more. So um, she is a role model for me that um, has helped me quite a lot through like my journey so far. How do you sense God today? Or like, in what context do you feel God or see God the most? Honestly, a lot of the time, it'll just kind of happen randomly. Like, I'll just like, all of a sudden, like, I'll think of something or I'll think about doing something that I normally wouldn't do. And it just, I can tell that like, like, I'm trying to explain in a good way. So this is my, my senior year coming into my senior year this year. It's like, it feels like senior year of high school part two like trying to figure out what you want to do next and like like where you want to go from here so I've been like looking to God a lot and like trying to figure out like what the next step is so I feel like sometimes I gotta just be like something random like oh I should do this or oh I should like look up doing this or oh I should like try and like work on like doing this program or something like that or going to this like school or something like that so it'll just be like little things that kind of happen like I had been thinking about going to um, Howard University and my sister told me that like her best friend actually goes to Howard University on a program that I would be interested in. So like, and she got it like on a good scholarship that I could probably potentially qualify for. And like somebody else who I know in the OII works like with people that that go to Howard University. So I feel like that I'm like, I feel like I'm being led to there. I don't know why, but it just, I kind of do. Cause I thought about like DC was not where I like thought I wanted to go. I thought Florida or like California or somewhere like that. But I kind of feel like there's just like something that's like pulling me there right now. Like, so I want to like look into that, but it's just, it'll be little like random things that come into my head or when I'm like reading a scripture and like something like pops out to me and I like reread it. And I'm just like, damn, that's completely true. Like I feel that like stuff like that. How do you think your faith intersects with other aspects of your identity? Through developing as like the person that I am like throughout like the three, four years I've been in Bowman and um, developing my faith, I've learned like not to judge a book by its cover because you never know, like you don't know somebody's story by just like a glance at them. Like when you get to like know somebody and talk to them and hear their story and hear what they've been through and get to get advice from them and you give them advice to just build that connection it's so so worth it so I think like I was a lot more closed off and it's kind of like opened me up a lot more being more open to God and more open to reading scripture and like understanding the bible and like really like has made me want to continue just like to grow as a person and in my life as well and to make those connections more like more often it's just kind of opened me up to new possibilities and I'm excited about that. How do you think your faith affects your vocation and calling? So I'm, I'm a double major in criminal justice and psychology 
and I've always been I think of myself as always been like a warm person very kind of closed off like to people but like I've still always been a warm person so through my faith like I've like I kind of like was led to criminal justice because I first I was a biology major and then I switched to criminal justice because um the more like I see like any type of injustice happening or just like anything like in the world that's just like happening like that's bad the more I want to help I know I'm that person that just wants to like get in there and actually like try to make a difference even like for one person or just like help like just make a situation or a circumstance better like when I was younger um I never wanted to be a missionary I thought like missionary work like would be too hectic like it would just like not be worth it and then like as I've grown up like one of my goals in life is to actually do missionary work like that's um one of the things that I would definitely love to do in like the next two three years so I think through my faith I've kind of like what was the question how has it affected your vocation and calling oh right through my faith I have actually like learned that that's something that I would love to do in the long run so knowing that I want to do like some type of um voluntary missionary work and like being a criminal justice major like seeing that aspect of like the criminal justice system and also being a psychology major like wanting to understand like why people do what they do and like why certain things are the way they are like in society or like on a micro level and also a macro level as well all those things have kind of like made me understand like I'm a passionate person and I would love to help and I just like would want to like get out there and actually make a difference through God and through Christ leading me to like whatever comes next. Um, I know you said that your faith, because of your faith, you want to help people as much as you can and you want to fight a lot of injustice in the world. Um, I know you're very, you were very active with protests and you are still um, active in protests for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, if you're comfortable, can you maybe explain more on uh, the intersection of your faith and your work with the protests, if you're comfortable. Yeah. On this, I don't know if, like, my work with the protests, I never really thought about the connection with, like, between that, like, the two of them, but um, going to the protest, there was just a lot of, like, it was very powerful to see, like, a lot of, like, people of like different backgrounds like just different people in general coming together and like this huge crowd like wearing their masks like even though like we know it's COVID and we know like we have to distance but like you're doing all that and just like building community like building like conversations with different people they're like um experiencing that was like life-changing like hearing what people have to say and like their opinions and like how they feel like through poetry or like through like a song or through like any form of artistic expression that they like they choose to use was like such a beautiful like a beautiful thing that I love like a lot of like literally the only thing that they show on TV is like the police um firing at protesters and all that stuff they don't show like the amazing parts about it the parts where you're actually building community and um I think watching that and also like reading the bible about how like how literally like everybody is like we're all created in the same like likeness like the same image and we like we forget that a lot of the time because you judge people like based on what like based on what they look like based on what you think that that they they are based on like the stereotypes that like 
just like are put on a person just because of like the way they look that you miss out on those great connections and the more like I realize this and the more I'm active in the protest and the more I try to find myself in like my spirituality the more I realize that all of these things are actually really connected we just don't realize it and it kind of like it takes stripping away a lot of the bullshit that you're taught to really like understand like at the end of the day you're your own person and like you have your own feelings you have your own thoughts but so is everybody else and like it's just it's made me feel a part of something bigger than myself and just connected to like the people around me a lot more if that all makes sense it made sense in my head I'm trying to like <laughs> it makes a lot of sense it's I think it's really amazing that um that has led you to see like the connectedness and um it's really awesome that like agape since we're doing like an agape chat and agape yeah. defined as like love for like humanity yeah that's so oh i see there you go again <laughs> so yeah. i can read off a couple questions and you can choose one or i can read off a couple prompts yeah okay um a time in life you question faith you believe because blank um, a key experience that shaped who you are a spiritual experience you can't explain um, a place you fondly associate with your faith a person whose faith is lived but seldom spoken faith changed you in that you were once blank but you are now blank um, you have felt most at peace when blank you live differently because of your faith in that blank um, you want to, there's a couple more, if like none of those yeah. really up to you. Um, the one that like really popped out to me was like a time that you questioned your spirituality, was it? Mm -hmm. Spirituality, your faith, yeah. I think that really happened um, more like my freshman, sophomore year of college, because um, during this time, this was like around the time that um, I was like meeting more people like outside of like my community, the people I'd always like grown up with and like this was also around the time that um, I think like Trump was getting elected and like became president and all that stuff. And I was still at my old church. And when we were at this church, um, our pastor literally would always say, um, Trump is doing the right thing. Like he like was a, an avid Trump supporter and he brought that into the church and would always talk about that. And it's, I'm just like, don't like, you shouldn't like bring politics into church. It's not like a good thing, but it also like made me realize how like messed up a lot of like the, the things in the evangelistic church that I was attending was so that made me like pull away from that it made me um pull away from the church and pull away from like what I had like been because I had been taught growing up like I mean taught about like white Jesus and like um how like yes God is like the way the truth of life um but like how like everybody else like Muslims Jews like anything else was just like completely wrong and like I'm and basically like our job as like evangelists was to bring people to God, like bring people to Christianity. And I don't believe that anymore. I don't think that's our job. I think that um, whichever like way people choose to come to God is like, is their own journey or, or if they just don't believe it, that's their own journey. But some of the messages I didn't agree with. So I kind of like pulled away from that. And um, it wasn't until like about la sometime last year that I really like started to figure out like, what I really believe, like, believe in, like, I do know that I am a Christian, and I do believe in God, but I just didn't agree with some of the stuff that they said, that doesn't mean that I should just throw away the whole religion, so that just, like, kind of prompted me to kind of 
shift like my focus is because I had always been raised like by the way like my parents saw like the bible and how like they interpreted it and I just like it made me realize hey why don't I read the bible for myself so I can like make some comprehensions of my own and just like understand things the way like I'm meant to understand things and that's just like through like what somebody else is telling me that they understand so that's kind of what um that's what made me really question like how I how I had been complicit in like my faith and just like kind of like at a standstill in my life where I just it wasn't going forward because I knew like I really didn't believe in in any of that stuff but I couldn't go back to bliss to blissful ignorance of like not knowing like little things about the Bible little things in the Bible that like I had been taught but actually weren't true in the first place so that's what made me try and say hey Let's figure it out for myself. You mentioned that that happened like your first or second year of Bellarmine. Do you think Bellarmine um, helped with your process or do you think, how do you think Bellarmine um, affected the process of coming to your faith or the Bellarmine community? Yeah, um, I think meeting, um, it's kind of like two different things, like meeting a lot of people in the OII who come from such different backgrounds and just like are so diverse and like, just in a, like amazing array of ways like definitely helped me understand like there's a whole great big world and people are so different and it's just like a beautiful thing but also like being part of campus ministry and going to like ILI last year just like made me realize like how like you can really just like love somebody that like doesn't look like you or like is like nothing like you like even in the first place or um just and it made me like kind of think about my faith even more and think about what I wanted to do with my faith in the first place because being a peer minister I can't really like give advice or like try to help you out with anything if I don't understand who I am in my faith first and like kind of like can understand like how like tough it is to maybe like switch religions or like just like whenever like just something you you believed in for so long just turned out like just like in a bad way so I think going through all that and like being a part of like the OII, which has like a more like people of color, like a, they're two different communities. I've noticed in the OII and campus ministry, but at the same time, I've learned like so many like things from both of them that I've like kind of like incorporated both of them into my life. Like in the OII, there's a lot of people that look like me and that like I like have been, have gotten more comfortable with because I'm, I'm surrounded by people of color all the time, but being in campus ministry, there's a lot of, um, there's not as many people of color. And I used to be, I used to not be comfortable about around white people at all, like at Bellerman. But being a part of campus ministry has made me kind of like understand, like to love people that look like me that are oppressed, but to also love people that don't look like me, that have a different story, that have a different background as well. So just like, it kind of made me understand a little bit of both sides. And I think that's what's kind of made me who I am and like, ha like find how I got to that place like those two have definitely those two communities of development have definitely influenced my thinking and um the way I've grown and I'm not saying that there aren't like people of color in my campus ministry or like the people of color in like OII aren't diverse in the same way I'm just saying it's like a, it's they're very different I hope that I hope I answered the question I just kind of rant and like stuff just kind of comes out but I get the point eventually. like questions lead to tangents lead to yeah that's true. That is very true. You mentioned like joining campus ministry and at first you were kind of uncomfortable there. So what led you to really become part of campus ministry then? Um, I think 
honestly, I wanted to be part of campus ministry because I just wanted to get like my housing paid for. I'm not gonna lie. Like I applied for like being like an RA and like um uh what was it called? The the person that helped me with us. Yeah, like an APC. So I applied for like all and then I I I was just gonna apply for like RA and APC and I applied for that and all of a sudden I saw like this thing at the bottom it said peer ministry I had never heard of it before and so I read like the description I was like hey like this fits because I mean at the time this was when I was like still like starting to question like being evangelistic but I was like I mean I'm still Christian either way so like this kind of like fits me in a way and I got to the interview and I met like um Laura and Becca and Andrew and Allie um actually I don't think no Andrew wasn't in my um I don't think Andrew was in my um interview but I did meet um Laura and Becca and like Ali and a few other people I think and um they interviewed me it was a good interview like I enjoyed myself it was very easy it was very comfortable and um I I remember the question that they asked me like um if you could be like any like food or whatever what would you be my answer was rice because I'm African and like I love rice like this literally what we like for breakfast or for dinner but like it's just so versatile you can you can make it into like like so many different things you can like use like sauces on it or just like you can always switch it up and change it up so that's why I said that and like when I answered that question I was like damn I had never thought about it before so like campus I noticed that like campus ministry like kind of like it made me think in ways that I like differently and like about things that I hadn't really like thought of before or, like had prioritized to think about and then I'm going to ILI and just like being a part of the team and like um, Becca was my roommate for a little bit last year and um, that was like I liked her like it was just like it was just I felt like it was where I needed to be at the time. So like it had started for me, like wanting to be like an RA and then it just like, kind of like, I just kind of like fell into peer ministry like through a series of events that I wasn't expecting. And when I got in, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I needed at the time. I didn't realize it at the time, but like looking back at it, I realized that that was exactly what I needed to help me get out of my comfort zone and help me think in different ways and um, meet different people and like make like different connections like with my residents or just with people like on campus in general. You've shared an amazing story. Um, thank you so much for being vulnerable and open with me. It was really awesome to hear your experience and how you've learned to like be kind and accepting and seeing others I think that's such a great story it's been a lot like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say like the past like few years have not been just brutal but I've learned a lot and I'm grateful for it and I can definitely like confidently say that I'm not the same person that I was freshman year which is a good thing because she had to go I understand that <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch it? The example of agape love in action? What resonated with you in the story shared today? Where did you hear agape love present? What would our world look like if in every interaction we had, we allowed agape love to lead us? Where might we be more present to those moments in our everyday, if only we paused to notice? How will you show someone agape love today? Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Agape Project. Tune in again next week for more stories. If you want to get involved or share your own stories of Agape Love in Action, just reach out at campusministry at bellarmine.edu. 
and we'll get you set up. Have a blessed week.